Hey everyone, and thank you for joining Art of the Assistant. It's an awesome privilege to be with you again today, and it is just me with you today. My co-host Dan is not here. Um, just in light of the subject that I want to talk about, I just felt like it was a great time for me to talk to you guys one-on-one on my own. I just want to share with you a burden that's really been weighing heavy on my heart over the last couple weeks, actually the last couple months. And I just want to just share some things with you. I'm just broken about the number of pastors, the number of ministry workers, the number of families that I have seen broken and broken up in the last several months because of sexual sin. It breaks my heart to hear what is going on and how Satan is winning this battle, okay? Not not only in the world, but, but in the church as well. And as I read these stories and I see these things happening and, and pastor after pastor being um, investigated or pastor after pastor being stepping down from their ministries or heading to counseling, man, it just makes me think, what in the world is going on? You know, what, what is happening today that's causing all of this? And, and I love you all, and, and I count it a privilege to be speaking to you on a regular basis through this broadcast. So, you know, I'm, I'm just coming to you today. I want you to understand and love. Um, I'm not coming to you to put down anyone else. I'm not coming to you to cast stones at anyone, and I hope I make that clear as I go on. But I'm just coming to you to admonish you and to encourage you about what is going on and to encourage you to keep yourself pure. And if there's anything that I can say or do in this podcast that help prepares you for the battle ahead that you are going to face, I want to do it. You know, I've been in ministry now 20 plus years, and it hasn't happened a number of times, but there has been several occasions where the devil has just put me in a position where it would have been very easy for me to cheat on my wife, to have um, sex with someone other than than my spouse. And in those occasions where where I was and where I've been, okay, they, they weren't now that I'm a senior pastor. It was when I was an assistant. It was when I was in your shoes. You know, now as a senior pastor, 43 years old, you know, let me tell you, the ladies are lining up um, to come and take a guy away that, that's had a heart attack and that has Crohn's disease. I mean, everybody is just dying to to spend time with the guy that takes more pills in the morning than most people in a nursing home. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's my stage of life. That's where I am, you know, my my poor wife. But, you know, when in your shoes where you guys are, you're young, um, you're you you're full of energy, you're exciting, um, you're you're dynamic speakers, man, you guys know how to dress. And, and Satan's going to make sure he's using that to his advantage. And, and we're seeing it over and over and over again. So as we dive into this study, or I don't know if I want to call it a study, more of a talk. You know, I have another podcast called Trade Talks, and that's kind of what I'm doing today. This is just a Trade Talk with you guys about sexuality, about purity, and, and with where you guys are. So the first thing I want you to understand is this. There is always going to be a battle, right? I don't care if you have perfect hair or you are like me with no hair. I don't care if you have heart disease or not, that there's always going to be some 
battle with this idea of sexuality going on in front of you. I remember sitting in a golf cart several years ago with a church member uh, for the church that I was in. He's 73 years old, and he said this. He said, Trey, I'm 73 years old, and let me tell you, when it comes to sexual temptation, it doesn't get any easier. And, you know, you, you just go to a mall or a place today. You know, I was in Walmart just yesterday, and there was a girl, an attractive girl. You know, we're in a college town, so college girls are everywhere. And she was um, getting makeup. And, and she was wearing a cutoff shirt. She was there, and there was an older gentleman walking, walking through the, the line there, the aisle at Walmart. And he stopped right there in that makeup aisle and just started staring at her like he was looking for something in the makeup aisle. I thought, what in the world are you doing, man? I mean, if you couldn't get any more obvious than that. And, and, and so, you know, even though they might not be lining up, like I said earlier, for me, it doesn't matter. Because we have around us a lore of temptation. And, and I might not be running, you know, across the street or across the way to cheat on my wife. But listen, I can do it right here in my home. Proverbs talks about the strange woman being on the corner, right? Well, the strange woman now is not in the corner. The strange woman can be in the covers with you as long as you have your phone, and, and so we, we are just living in a day, guys, where, where this sexual temptation, I, I feel badly for many of you, many of you young men, you've been exposed to this from an early age and with your phones and, and your parents have given you freedom with those phones and it's just lured you in. And some of you right now, you've got serious addictions when it comes to this area of pornography and it's destroying your marriages and maybe your wife doesn't know it, but you know it. And, and it goes all the way back to you were just a young teenager. I, I understand but, you know, I, I didn't have that necessarily when I was your age. I didn't have the accessibility to that when I was your age. But it doesn't mean it wasn't there. You know, of course, as I was a kid, it was magazines. And, and some kids never had access to those. And, you know, you'd never dare buy one. That would just be humiliating. But as, as I grew up, you know, I would go to my aunt and uncle's house and, and Playboy magazines would be in the basket beside the toilet. I would go to my grandparents' house, and they were in every bathroom. I would go to the barn, and Playboy posters and calendars were up, hanging up in the barn. I would jump on the tractor to take it out in the field, and they were Playboy magazines in the tractor. You know, yes, maybe it wasn't on my phone, and accessibility was everywhere, but it was still there, and, and the temptation was still there. And, and so there, there was still a battle going on even with me as a young man, um, on what to do. So, so you know, you've been exposed to this, and we're involved in this, and all this is going on, and we're watching these these pastors who even some of us have looked up to. They, they were superheroes in the faith, and, and people, I mean, I think of one pastor in particular that I watched um, regularly, and, and I, every time he was at a conference or something or on the radio, I wanted to listen and and then I find out that, you know, he's had this fair affair, multiple affairs over the past eight years. And it's just it's heartbreaking to me. And you think, man, is there any hope? But rest assured, man, yes, it's a battle. But yes, there is hope. And, and I, I feel you are the generation to overcome this. You are the generation for, for, for years that people have looked at and said, you know, there, there is no hope and this is a perverse generation and, and men are pigs. But it's time for you to become the hunter. It's time for you all to become the warrior and, and not the hunted. I'm telling you, 
Wall Street Journal did did an article um, several, a month ago, and every Thursday they were calling out social media, and the Wall Street Journal created these bots that showed themselves as 13-year-olds. And within a span of a week, by just going to one site and staying there for 30 seconds, there were 900 sexually explicit, sexually you have to pay for, drug, drug paraphernalia, and alcoholic sites bombarding their Instagram accounts. That doesn't happen to me, okay? Not that I'm going somewhere I shouldn't for 30 seconds, but it doesn't matter. They're going after these kids. You you have been hunted, Okay, there's no accident that Instagram and Facebook, and when you go, and, and some of you are doing it intentionally, man, you're flirting, you're hoping to be hunted. But listen, it's time to turn the tide. It's time, guys, to stop being the hunted and be the hunter. It's time for you to be the warrior. Okay, it's time for you to go against this stuff. It's time for you not to allow Instagram and the Facebook bots to win. Okay, it, it's time for you to take a stand and flip the script. Okay, and stop giving these corrupt people airtime. Listen, if the Wall Street Journal can see it and see it's a problem, why can't we? You know, Paul says to do what? Paul says to kill it. Okay, to, to mortify the deeds of the flesh, to be done with it. Paul says, listen, man, be the hunter. And even if you're a lady and you're listening to this, be the hunter. Stop giving in to this stuff. So now I'm going to go into the next part of this. And and, and I want you guys to, you know, think about what we've talked about in the past. And I see it come up on Facebook all the time. What are the best things I can filter, you know, my phone and protect myself? And, you know, is it covenant eyes? Is it, is it rules? Is it safeguards? You know, those things are great, but they only go so far. You know, as, as an alcoholic, an alcoholic can take all of the alcohol out of his home but he can run down to the local gas station, grab a, a can of beer, and drink it before he comes home from work. You know, strict Muslims weren't allowing women, even into the mosque, to avoid temptation. And there's certain mosques in England that that you that a woman is not allowed, or she's not even permitted to be in. And, and you can read the books of these strict Muslims, and it talks about how their perfume lures you in, and it's a temptation to the flesh, and we can't have them around. But does that change the evil heart from being corrupted inside of those strict Muslims? No. Okay, you, you see what's happening in Afghanistan. You see what's happening in these countries and the disgusting rape and, and things that are happening that are going on right now, and you think, how can they do this? It's because their heart is deceitful and their heart is wicked. You see, men, nothing wrong with covenant eyes, nothing wrong with safeguards. But what really needs to happen, okay, in order for me to prepare for battle, in order for me to become the warrior, okay, in order for me to be the hunter and to stop being the hunted, there's got to be a heart change. We need to develop such a love. Yeah, I know, Treg. If I just loved my wife and my kids more, I wouldn't be falling into this stuff. Listen, there are going to be days, uh, men, and again, women, as you're listening to this, that you're not going to love your spouse very much. There are going to be days where somebody's going to come into your life that's going to be prettier than your spouse, okay, or more handsome, okay, have, have greater muscle span, have dreamy eyes, 
and seems to understand you. If you had to pick out a soulmate, this would be your soulmate. They just understand me and they get me. And that's exactly what Satan wants to do. And so things are rough at home. There's a little divide between you and your wife. You know, there's three little kids running around the house and all you, by the time you get them to bed, you're toast, you're going to bed. The relationship isn't where it used to be. And every time you go home, it's all about that. But when you go to the work or you're sitting at the coffee shop, there's that barista or there's that waitress or there's that um, businesswoman or businessman that's there. Every time you're there working on their computer, you spill this relationship. They get you, you get them. And you think, man, this is where it's at. And before you know it, they've come in between you and your wife. And before you know it, you're thinking about them more than you're ever thinking about home. And before you know it, it's too late. You see, you can love your wife and you can say, I would love my wife and my kids more. This would never happen. But let me tell you, okay, you need a love for Jesus Christ. You need such a love for Jesus that you would never be tempted to sin against him. You need such a love for Jesus Christ, okay, that you would never dream of sinning against the one who died for that sin. Such a love, okay, to to do work for his kingdom that you wouldn't dream doing anything that would disqualify you from from working for his kingdom. So so you wouldn't dream then okay, of, of visiting countless or spending countless hours on the internet looking at porn or flirting with it or videos or pics because of your love for Christ, because of your love for the blessings um, on your life as, as through Christ. So let me give you, if I can, some scriptural examples, and then allow me to give you some practical that I hope will help you guys in your fight for sexual freedom. Okay, number one is Abraham. And, and, and Abraham sleeping with Hagar was culturally accepted in that day. Ancient law said if you could not have an heir through your wife, then you could through your servant. Not only was it culturally accepted, man, it, it was consensual, right? I mean, Sarah said, go ahead, Abraham, go for it. And, and I'm sure Hagar was not resisting, okay, the, the opportunity to have a child, I mean, this, this was a, a great thing for her, and this was looked upon in their culture as, as something that was special. And Sarah was, quote-unquote, fine with it and thought all was well. So, so, so man, it's, it's a win-win in Abraham's book, right? Wow, I, I have my cake, and I get to eat it too. And, and we all know the fallout. We all know what happened, and we're still dealing with the battle today. You see, God's plan is the perfect plan. I don't care if your wife allows you okay, to sleep with a music pastor's wife because she ain't feeling it, or she just doesn't have um, an attraction, drawing you an attraction anyway. So if that makes you happy, go for it. I don't care. Don't, man. Abraham should have stepped up and said, no, this isn't right. And, and again, the consequences are still being paid today. And consent or not, you sin okay, against God. Let's just leave it there. You sin against God. David says against you and you only have I sinned. He got it. Okay, you do that. There's going to be consequences, not just tomorrow, not just when you get caught, but that are going to continue for generations to come. How about Judah. I mean, Genesis 38, I mean, we're reading through our Bibles. We're like, ah, skip that, (laughs) you know, cross it out. That and and David's sin with Bathsheba are two passages I could rip out of my Bible and not miss a thing. Genesis 38 is just a crazy passage of Scripture. You know, and I can't explain it all, and neither do I want to. 
But there are some important conclusions that we can draw from it first. We should never justify a one-night stand. Okay, it will just be this one time. No one will know. Okay, she, she... she has she has no idea who I am, and, and we're not going to continue this. And other than tonight, it doesn't matter. So after tonight, we'll go on with our lives. No one will ever know. Listen, it doesn't work that way. Okay, in, in this story, Tamar had the seal and the staff. She was able to call out Judah later on, right? You remember the story. But today, we might not have a seal and a staff, but you have a social media account. You have a phone number. You have Messenger. Okay, you, you are all over the internet, and there's no way to hide these things anymore. And one day, after a one-night stand, you're going to get a little message in private mode on Facebook Messenger where this chick has found you somehow where you didn't even think she knew your name. And now there is no way to make this disappear. Okay, there's, there's nowhere to hide. There, there's nowhere to do it. So we shouldn't justify the one night stand, Genesis 38. We should never travel alone. You know, she, he's up there alone. He's doing his own thing. No one's around. He's, he sneaks in with this, he thinks, prostitute, but it's his daughter-in-law. And, you know, traveling alone sometimes is unavoidable, but I'm telling you guys and girls it's very, very difficult, okay, to have a one-night stand or to sneak into somebody else's bedroom or sneak somebody else in your bedroom when you're sharing that room with a friend, when you're sharing that room with another pastor, when you're sharing that room with not, with somebody else. I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but I'm telling you what, Ravi Zacharias, Bill Hybels, Bob Coy, Jack Hiles, um, Hiles' son-in-law, those guys didn't have somebody with them. Okay, when they were falling into this immorality. Okay, they were doing it on their own. And it came out. We all know the story of Ammon. Number three, Amnon had a friend. Amnon had a friend. You know, I won't spend time here. You guys, if you've grown up in church, you've heard this message a thousand times. But I'm going to tell you this. If if I'm passionately seeking, dreaming, thinking about another woman, okay, and I find myself finding sexual gratification and impulses towards this woman. That's immorality. As a man thinketh in his heart, okay, he's committed adultery already with her in his heart. You know that your heart now is not for your wife. You know that your heart now is not for your spouse. Man, you're you're cheating on them with this person, and it, and it might be a coworker, it, it might be someone at the coffee shop, it it might be some chick you don't even know that you're fantasizing over on your phone. It, it might be the girl that comes to to you know the the Barnes and Noble each night, and you're seeing her, the worker there, whatever. Stop fantasizing. What does Proverbs 5 say? Okay, always be ravished with love. You know, thinking about the wife of your youth. Man, that's who I need to be fantasizing over. Number four, it's David. You, you all know the story well. I mean, we've all drawn thousands of applications for it. Stay busy. Plan your time off. Don't look. Um, don't go where you can look, right? Go to battle. Um, you name it. It's been there. But the one God draws and has Nathan apply is that of contentment. David, you have beautiful wives. Why are you not content with what you have? 
Men, contentment is the key. God wants you to be content with the with in all ways with your wife. Yes, okay, she might not look like this beautiful model, but you know what? How many children does that beautiful model have? Okay, what would her body look like if she had four children by now? Man, this is this is the beauty of God's creation. Those are our marks of triumph, right? That that marathons that your wife has run to to bring children into this world, and those children are in your home. And man, that should be something that you glory with, and that should be something you should rejoice with. Not be tempted to to go to somebody else and not be content with. God wants you to be content with her. You know, Solomon had issues with this, obviously, but but he was a living example of this relationship. And he tells his son in Proverbs 5, listen, you know, I am who I am, and I'm probably getting this from my father, but let me warn you, only drink from your own cistern, man. Quit trying to find sexual pleasure from someone else. He tells his son to be content, right, and satisfied with the wife of his youth, and not the wives of his youth, but with the wife of his youth. He said to make sure, right, that, that, that it's only his kids running the streets. They're yours and not someone else's too. Okay, so so you, you don't take a chance at a one-night stand. You say, oh, we couldn't get anybody pregnant. You don't know. Guys, look, I do not envy any of you right now. <sighs> many of the men that you have read, many of the men that you've looked up to, okay, many of the men that you've desired, maybe even to emulate in your life, have fallen. They've come down. Again, it's time for you to have a desire in your hearts and ask God to give you a desire in your heart to stop being the hunted. You're running and you know it. You're cowering, you know, like a deer that, that hears the gunfire in the, in the woods, cowering down. You're, you're cowering under this, this sexuality. You're, you're cowering under these things that are going on in your life, and, and you're not able to handle that or to take that, and, and it's beating you down. It's time to fight. It's time to ask the Lord to help you to fight. But here's the deal. It's not a one-time fight, man. This is a battle you guys are enlisted in. This is something that's going to continue the rest of your lives. Does it get easier at times? Yeah, it does. But but you know where you fall. You know where your weaknesses are. You know where your trials are. David knew what it was. Okay, you knew what it was. Amnon knew he had an issue. Why didn't they do something about it? Why were they remaining the hunted? Guys, listen, more than ever, I want to see a generation of young men come up in the ministry that I very rarely hear anyone falling to sexual temptation, that I very rarely hear of any of you splitting up from your families or any of you leaving your homes or any of you losing your ministries over the sin. Yes, the, the, the tools of temptation are all around you, but also, yes, God has made a way to escape. 
God has made you with with areas where you can say enough is enough to turn off the phone. Don't go to it anymore. Delete the app. Take it off your phone. Quit providing a way for this and ask God to give you a heart and a desire that loves him more and more. Ask God to take the principles of Proverbs chapter 5 and apply them to your life in a way that you would never, ever think about going off with someone else or flirting with these sexual sins. You know, pray pray that God will allow you to to see through maybe some relationships that you're in right now and and to run. Let me just read Proverbs chapter five to you in closing to give you guys this to think about as I as I finish up this lesson. Solomon says this Drink waters out of thine own cistern, and running waters out of thine own well. Let thy fountains be dispersed abroad and rivers of waters in the streets. Let them be thine own and not strangers with thee. Let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as the loving hind in the pleasant row. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times and be thou ravished always with her love. And why would thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman and embrace the bosom of a stranger? The ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord and he pondereth all his goings. Men. Take these verses, women, take these verses of Proverbs chapter 5 and make them your own and become a warrior for purity, a warrior for your your marriages, a warrior in your home, and be an example to your children and the next generation behind you. And let's turn the tide and let's just make a change, not only today, but for generations and generations to come. I love you all, and I hope this has been an encouragement to you. And please feel free to share it to somebody else that might be needing this right now. Thank you for tuning in to Art of the Assistant.